Hello, Sarah. Hello, Kim. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. We're recording on a Monday today. Yes. Noon. So unusual for and us. It's and it's a special day today. It is. Today we're recording on Monday, January 28th, which is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Now, this day is traditionally used as a day of service for many to volunteer and to give back and to honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And so it is perfect that we have a guest today who is truly committed to service. I'm really excited to hear from him. Our guest is a Congressional Award Bronze Medal winner. He is a huge library volunteer. He is a program creator in his community. He is a published writer. I am thrilled to welcome Jack Dozier to the podcast. Hi, Jack. Hi. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and I'm honored to be taping with you on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We didn't even pay him to say that. No. <laughs> and did we mention that he's still a student with all those accolades? And I was just about to does? say, I wonder how many people were expecting a different voice because your your resume really does speak for itself, Jack. It's pretty It's pretty impressive. So before we dig into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. I am, hi, I'm Jack. I am a student at St. Anne's Belfield School. I really enjoy reading, which is actually one of my favorite hobbies. I also have become recently really interested in improving childhood and preteen and teen literacy rates in my area, which we'll hopefully talk about later. And I am really excited to be on here today. It is really a fun and amazing opportunity. When you list your interests, it's funny to, to those listening, they might be like, those are not typical teen interests, <laughs> but I have had the pleasure of working with you for five or six years now. And so even when I first met you as I believe a fifth grader, maybe when we first really started working together in sixth grade, these have been your interests for as long as I've known you and your love of reading and of helping people and of creating positive change has only grown and strengthened in the time that we have worked together. Jack was actually the founder of the library intern program that I get a lot of credit for at the school where I worked previously, but it was all Jack. He sees something that needs to be done. He creates a solution. He organizes and does no matter how much work it takes to make it happen. And then he loves to pass it on to those coming after him. So I guess I should stop talking about you and let you start talking about you. Um, <laughs> you yeah, and I, I also have experience with Jack as a student because he loves computer science too and uh, has done a lot of things in that area, including hackathon and summer spark and all those things. So we get both different sides of Jack and his loves. Oh, yeah. A perfect guest for the podcast, both, <laughs> both things. So Jack, do you want to start us off by telling us about some service projects that you've done in the past and then maybe bringing us to your current passion project? Of course. I have one big project that I kind of would love to profile, which is, of course, Books for VA, which is just a short description that I often use for it is, for as long as I can remember, books have been a huge part of who I am and reading has been my favorite hobby. Books for me are a great source of escapism and a way to see the world from someone else's perspective. When I was in middle school, I noticed that a lot of my friends had already started to stop reading, which made me really sad as books had always been a way that I connected with people. 
I also started thinking about how if people at my school, which had a great school library and school librarian, stopped reading, what about the kids who did not have easy access to books? With these two ideas together, getting people my age to read more and getting books to people who may not have an easy time getting them otherwise was really how Books for VA started. Very uh, cool. Yeah. So B Books for VA it sounds like kind of a big program, but as Sarah was mentioning, it's not your first foray into doing something like this. So how did other projects help you build toward this? Oh yeah, of course. So one of the big projects that kind of led into this was a seventh and eighth grade quest, which I did with Miss Fitz in 2018. And it was so cool. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> me too. And we kind of, we built two little free libraries and Miss Fitz and I co-taught this class with, as well as with an art teacher at our school. And we kind of just based it around leveling the playing fields for kids in Charlottesville, especially while focusing on reading. Another fun program that I worked on was the library intern program, which Ms. Fitz and I worked on together in previous years, which I really, really enjoyed. It was just honestly, in the beginning, a group, I think it was five students and Ms. Fitz and kind of grew in our eighth grade year to, I think it was like 36 students at one point. Yeah. And then you graduated and went to the, went to our, the school's high school. And I think 36 kids signed up the next year. Oh, yeah. So you created something very large that continued. And one note, these are definitely literature themed projects, but this is a literature and technology podcast. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that there is a huge steam angle here as well. When we worked on that project with the Little Free Libraries, we collected books and stocked the libraries with books, but also used engineering skills and drawing. We created the Little Free Library designs. I say we, I really didn't do much. It was all the kids, but um, <laughs> designed, made the measurements, worked with the power tools and built them, put them together, painted them. It was a truly a group effort of engineering and literacy coming together from start to finish with Jack at the helm. And the library interns also used a lot of tech savvy skills in order to make that happen. If you've never been behind the scenes of a library, there's a lot of mark records and barcode printing and editing records so that things are easier to find, streamlining systems so that people can find the books that they need and creating a circulation system that works for your population. So these are very literature and tech heavy projects. Yeah. And I definitely have to owe a lot of kind of the tech background to a fourth grade project that I actually did with Miss Wilkins, where we worked Ooh. on kind of figuring out we, the school had a 3D printer in the computer science lab. And it was definitely my first time working with, you know, 3D printers. And I remember many parts of that. It was our school used to have, what was it called? Friday projects were pretty much the entirety of your Friday. I think in the lower grades would just be spent working on a project that you would, that would kind of be based around your choice. And I remember working with Miss Wilkins on that and kind of, that was our first time working together. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. I, that is, that is bringing back some memories. <laughs> Neither of us knew what we were doing. <laughs> There was no, sometimes Jack would be like, couldn't we ask somebody? I'm like, we're it. Like, we're going to have to figure this out. 
I love those. And moments. after a lot of time and research, we finally did. Yeah. I think I even have some of the things we 3D printed in this desk somewhere. Oh my gosh. Well, that, that project taught me that 3D printing really isn't my thing, but it was, a, <laughs> but still it was a good, you know, it was a good thing to go through. Cause I was very enamored with it and I, you know, really wanted to get it. And it was great to have a student so passionate about it to help me get through the humps for sure. It was a really fun project. So we talked a little about books for VA and you mentioned in your intro about your passion for spreading literacy, especially to teens that maybe have fallen out of love with reading. What is your hope for books for VA? What does it look like now? And what are you hoping that it'll look like in the future? Currently now is definitely on a smaller scale. I have been utilizing an Instagram profile at books for VA to kind of push book reviews out into people The target audience is definitely people of my age, but it's also, of course, open to everyone. And I've been working with a lot of organizations like the Jefferson Madison Regional Library as someone on the teen advisory board to kind of spread some program. We help plan programs for reading and a national organization called Reach Out and Read to try to create a bigger audience for book recommendations for teenagers. And I found that people my age are most likely to follow suggestions from a peer. I've loved working on creating a community where uh, teens who like to read can encourage each other to keep reading. And I feel like in the future, I definitely want to continue this path of getting books to people who need them, as well as definitely working on spreading a love of reading. It's so smart to use use the power of social media and your tech savvy brain in order to reach people where they are. You're so right when you say that anyone likes a recommendation coming from a peer, even if an adult that you know and trust uh, suggests something to you, it's just going to mean more coming from someone that you attend class with and play on a team with. And so it's it's really, really smart to harness those things. Have you found social media to be helpful to get your message out and to connect you with more readers? Of course, yeah. I have found that a lot of my connections have definitely been kind of with people maybe a little bit older than me. I have worked with this or these, or actually two organizations, uh, Read to Them and Reach Out and Read, which I talked about earlier. But both have a emphasis on early childhood reading, which I think they're both organizations that have roots in the area around us. I think they're both actually in Richmond and it's been amazing working with them. And I definitely do from, especially from my experiences where I got most of this, seeing something come from a student is definitely a different experience than seeing something come from a adult just because this is no this is no emphasis on really anything besides sometimes I've noticed that students are more likely to pay attention to things when it's important from adults but then also from people their age and I think personal connections such as school activities but then also out of school activities or even just common interests around a certain age can help build connections that can hopefully push an emphasis of reading. Adults know how to keep you safe and make sure that you pass your class, but we, we just don't know what's cool. 
Like I, I would love to be the adult that uh, breaks that stereotype, but we don't. We need cool teens to read. It's true. Yeah, and it, and it sounds like, well, Jack, first it sounds like you've been, you've had a love of reading for a long time. And if you want to tell us a little bit about sort of where that came from, but I think a lot of kids, and I know there's programs for early readers and, you know, Sarah, you doing books on bikes and things like that, but it does seem like you're definitely filling a hole where we get to middle school and high school and somehow that love of reading, if you had it, you know, goes away. Yeah, I definitely like it was something that I even started to notice in younger grades like I have loved to read pretty much since I could read just because I feel like seeing other stories is just a really interesting way and especially when you get to think about it from your own eyes instead of seeing it from someone else's eyes like you would see in a television show or a movie and I think I definitely saw a lot of people trading books for devices and even as early as fourth grade which is definitely not good. And I've seen it even become more prevalent in the last few years with really young children kind of trading books for things like Instagram in fourth or fifth grade. And while there's nothing, as long as they're using Instagram and applications like that safely, I still think that reading should be something that everyone does because there's so many studies that just says that reading is beneficial in many, many, many different ways. And I really do think that everybody should do their best to try to carve out time to read. And I know sometimes I'm a high schooler, it's sometimes hard to find time, but even just 10 or 20 minutes before school or before you go to sleep is still enough. We talk a lot about young people being brave enough to speak up and create change. And when Jack was with this library intern group, when he was in our middle school, he saw what was happening around him and that his friends were stopping, weren't reading. And we had a lot of conversations about why that was happening. And because of Jack and this group working behind him, they worked together and created a change in the middle school schedule so that middle school students were had a library class for the first time, maybe in a long time, maybe ever, I'm, I'm not sure. And so these students went from having no time in their schedule that was just for pleasure reading to having a full hour in the library each week that was purely dedicated to reading the books that they wanted to read because Jack noticed and he kind of researched to use that design thinking process. And I, I hope that that's a change that will stay with that program, even though neither of us are there anymore, because time and access to books, as you've stated, are two really big issues. And you created a solution that solved both of those things. And I believe that's something you're working on in your current school, right? Uh, yes, we, the current part of the school that I'm in, the upper school, does not have a school library. And I've noticed that when we had a school library in the middle school and the lower school as well, there was a physical space or community even of reading that you would see people actively reading where there's not really a space like that in these years. Well, of course, because of COVID, it will be a while before if we ever do get to have a physical library but I feel like a community of reading which is is definitely important 
which is something that I've been working on in the past, over the past two years, this year and last year, trying to create a community of reading by just pushing out things. We have things called Renaissance readers, which are pretty much just a book discussion between uh, one or more students and a teacher. And we've been pushing those. And even though we can't physically give people books because of COVID, we can still encourage people to read and give recommendations. And that has definitely been one of my focuses uh, this year and last year in my time in the high school. And you mentioned COVID. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, that we we both were like, ooh, another good question. Go ahead, Kim. Well, I was just going to say, you wrote a op-ed oh, yeah. about, you know, the impact the pandemic has had and your hopes and dreams for 2021. I wonder if you could just give us a little slice of why, you know, what prompted you to do that and, and a little bit about it. Oh, yeah. So I noticed... I have written two different ones. One of them was about rural Wi-Fi because I live in an area in Albemarle County where our Wi-Fi is not the best. And so my first one, I wrote about that. But then my second one, I just pretty much wrote about how reading, just even if it's by a small amount each day, is just so important. And can also, reading can help us in a nonfiction setting help us prevent previous mistakes. And I think I wrote this before the things that happened earlier this month. Mm -hmm. And I definitely do think that reading could help in the future. Like even if it's just reading a news source, a trusted news source could help us understand different points of view, but then also help us understand other people's life stories, like people from different backgrounds, whether it be race, religion, gender, etc. It just kind of reading can help you see the world through someone else's eyes. I was gonna say that is mic drop stuff right there. No, our snaps still cool. I'm snapping for you. (laughs) Oh, so important. we, We have so much to learn from, from your generation. Uh, that thinks like this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And just the way he's got, he ticks all the boxes, taking the passion, taking the literacy, taking the computer science, combining them all like the big power ranger. Am I dating myself here? All the power rangers like combined to create that giant transformer power ranger. You can edit this out. Um, but taking, <laughs> taking all oh, no, of those pieces, <laughs> taking all of those pieces to create something amazing and something that I really genuinely believe Jack is going to grow and change with you and, and turn into a movement. So speaking of Jack, here is a platform for you to recruit. What do you want to tell people? How can they get involved? <laughs> mm. um, so actually I wrote this in my notes. I am currently running low on books. So if any of the listeners have books that they want to donate, they can definitely direct message me at Books for VA. I'm usually able to like pick them up or find a location where we can drop them off as I've been working with different groups like the Virginia Discovery Museum and James River Boys and Girls Club where two little free libraries normally are. But of course, these are both closed due to the pandemic. But I've been working with the directors of these nonprofits to supply books for kits that are delivered directly to kids. And we've been running low. 
So it would be incredible if people had book donations because quite honestly, it's getting, we're running low. We will list on our resource page, uh, Books for VA's Instagram profile. It sounds like Instagram is the best way to get a hold of you. And if you want to get a hold of Jack and you are not an Instagram user, we are very happy to be the go-between. So please reach out to us via email or Twitter or wherever you can find us. And we will make sure that you can get a hold of Jack to help make his vision a reality. Get some books in kids' hands. I started the Books for VA account on Instagram in 2019 in November. And I've definitely noticed the once the presence of it grows, I'm also able to push reading as well as other topics more. And I really have enjoyed growing Books for VA, at least the Instagram presence and also the physical presence with uh, physical books, because I feel like it has been definitely a process that has been unusual to me as I've really never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. But then also building an audience also really helps. Like I didn't think a few years ago that even though I have such a small, of course, a small following, I've still been able to reach more people who don't necessarily go to my school because I know the people in my school have been noticing this because I try to push reading as often as possible. (laughs) People out of my school can actually also realize that reading is important and hopefully see that you can do it for not even a long amount of time, but still really learn from it. And that's the power of technology, right? You, we can't necessarily be near people. You can't visit schools right now, but you can still meet people where they are and, and spread your message because of social media and technology and getting your op-eds published in newspapers and, you know, you're get, getting the word out and not letting COVID slow you down. Yeah. And it, I've really enjoyed every step of the process. It has been amazing to see how sometimes all it takes can be one good book to get someone into the habit of reading. I know Mm. towards the beginning of COVID, I started to, this is something that's slightly embarrassing, but I started to not read as much because there was so much going on in the world at the Mm -hmm. time. It was April, but I just read one good book and it changed that. And I was able to get back into the habit of reading and Currently, I'm reading Medium Normal Ingrid by William S. Tate. Just a quick warning. I would not recommend it for anybody, not at least in high school. It is a (laughs) dark book. However, so well written. It is a really good book, but definitely really dark. Just a warning. Maybe you could give a quick, I know, tips and techniques. Like if you get a book, And, you know, how many pages do you read in before you're like, no, it's not me. (laughs) You know, how do you figure out what your genres are? Are there any quick tips you have for teens? Of course. Yeah. So I definitely, for me, it has just been, I like most genres of books, but honestly, reading the back where it just says that little description of the book, just reading it. Like if you have a pile of books and just reading through a few of them and choosing the one that seems most interesting usually is a good way to see what you actually like to read. And of course, if you find a book that seems interesting, definitely read it. 
And even I would say 10 to 20 pages in, if it's really not working out, that's when I'd recommend maybe reconsidering it and maybe finding a different book. Or there are some instances where someone might say, no, keep reading it. It gets better. I would recommend if someone actually says it gets better from personal experience, I would just try to continue it. But also if it really is not something that you want to read, you don't have to read it. Life's too short to read bad books (laughs) or books that aren't a good fit for you. Plus you're reading something that you should enjoy, not something that you feel like is a chore. Yeah. So just making sure that you have the right book for you definitely helps. Like I, for some reason over the summer, I read four books in a row that were not a bad fit of a genre, but not my favorite genre. And I don't, I recommend diversifying your reading experiences because it really helps just keep you interested while you're building a habit of getting back into reading. Mm -hmm. You got to know yourself as a reader and put a lot of work in and build a lot of stamina to be able to reach out and try other genres. I would definitely agree with that. And if you want book recommendations, you can follow Jack at Books for BA and the link will be on our resource page. If worst comes to worst, you can always ask an old person. We've read a lot of books too. We can be helpful, but Jack is here for you. And if you're looking for more profiles like his, I'm sure he'd be willing to help you out if you reach out to him there. Jack, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. I feel like we could talk to you for another few hours about all the things that you've done and all the dreams that you have. Yeah, thank you so much. And we definitely will, yeah, we'll have to have you back in a bit and check up on things. Yeah. I'm so glad that I could be here today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Until next time tech, love, and happiness.